Welcome to the With You Always podcast, brought to you by Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. Here we invite followers of Jesus Christ to share reflections and wisdom from the journey. Our hope is to instill a recognition that God is indeed with us always. Today, Lois Heron, writer and blogger from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, shares what God is doing in her life. Greetings, friends. Do you tire of all the hand-wringing people are doing in their doubt that God will come through in our world's current events? Are you weary of the pundits who feed fear to us, profiting from our disordered attachment to what is happening around us? Anthony Lilly writes that we can always live as if this moment is the most desperate and the worst thing that has ever happened. And when we do, we are vulnerable to despair. Despair is anti-Christ thinking. It is pervasive in the culture around us, and it can wreak havoc on our souls, if we allow it. So what are we to do as Christians when we see what is happening in the culture? When we ourselves are left fretting over whether or not God will come through for us in what we perceive as the most tumultuous time of history? Enter Jesus' words in today's gospel reading. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify to me. And you also testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have told you this so that you may not fall away. They will expel you from the synagogues. In fact, the hour is coming when everyone who kills you will think he is offering worship to God. They will do this because they have not known either the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their hour comes, you remember that I told you. As I meditated on the gospel reading for today, I kind of felt like I was eavesdropping on an intimate conversation between friends. A kind of conversation that you sense a certain onus in Jesus' words to his closest friends. He knew the joy and the tumult that was ahead for each of them. But he also knew that they were going to be the fulfillment of God's covenant in his church. In their presence, he had revealed the Father to them and lived out the truth of God's covenant with humanity, revealing to them the way out of their fear and doubt into the divine communion of the Holy Trinity. But now his physical presence would leave them to fulfill his purpose to suffer for humanity. He would resurrect from his death on the cross and ascend to heaven to reunite with God. The fledgling disciples would not be left alone, though, for God would reveal himself even more. Simply put, Jesus, the Son of God, would change places with the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit would accomplish the providence of God, even as the free will of humanity rails against it. 
And how would he do that is a mystery to us. But at least we know this. He fills one person at a time with his Holy Spirit's hope and courage. Think about that for a moment. In light of that scripture reading, what stirs in your spirit given the condition of our time in history? The Catechism of the Catholic Church, in speaking of the revelation of God in the Holy Spirit, refers to uh, letters written by St. Paul and St. Peter in their letters to the early church. They said, It pleased God in his goodness and wisdom to reveal himself and to make known the mystery of his will. His will was that man should have access to the Father through Christ, the Word made flesh, in the Holy Spirit, and thus become sharers in the divine nature. Isn't that beautiful? God has not changed his mind about us. We had the advocate of all time. God's counsel is bigger than the present threats of war, rising inflation, and crumbling morality. They don't define what is going on. His love does, and the testimony of that love in us reveals to us a higher path to take than what the culture would settle for. Can we be confident of this? Can we live knowing that our present history wasn't overlooked when he created us, became one with us, and filled us with his own spirit? Can we live as the early church lived, confident that the Holy Spirit never ceases to advocate for us and that he always wins God's case? I say, praise the Lord. Jesus declared to his disciples what he declares to us. I have told you this so that you may not fall away. Friend, we fall away from confidence in the sovereignty of our Lord when we wallow around in the mire of present circumstances. What he declared to his disciples, he declares to us right now. I have told you this so that when your hour comes, you may remember that I told you. Friend, our hour has come to testify by our loves, the attitudes we have about what's going on, the posture we take about what's going on, the words we speak about what's going on, the thoughts we think about what's going on. The Holy Spirit, Trinity is present and actively completing the work of salvation of creation. We are his testimony. We are not abandoned. No, we are here now on purpose, moment by moment, to allow the Holy Spirit to complete in us what was from the beginning. God is love and he romances all humanity back to that love. He will complete in us what he desires. He will complete in the events of this present time what he desires. All we need to do in response to this providence is to stop navel-gazing. Do you feel me? 
We often chant, here I am, Lord, I come to do your will as we celebrate the Mass. But can we chant those words in our moment-by-moment love for our Savior and Lord? Or do we just chant worry and fear over and over? We pray, I want to know him more than I know anything else. But can we pursue that knowledge when we allow ourselves to be taken captive by the lesser things around us? Stand firm, friend. Take courage. Do the right thing. St. Elizabeth of the Trinity prayed that she would become the praise of God's glory by bringing to completion what His Holy Spirit desires. Can we pray that for ourselves? I read a priest's prayer recently who was weighed down by the crushing responsibilities of shepherding his people during the traumatic years of the world wars. He received from the Spirit a consolation in his prayer. He heard the Lord say to him, Child, I love you. I know all about the cares. I want you to bring them to me, but don't bring your solutions. Ouchie, wow, wow. Oh, Lord, we get caught in the maze of earthly solutions, and they lead us to more despair rather than to your faithful love for all humanity. Holy Trinity of God, we want to be confident that you know what's going on. Help our unbelief. Give us courage to let go of our overweening fears and pride that keep us in that maze. I ask this all in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, it is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to encourage you to check out our online community at sushipe.co. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O. At sushipe.co, we're constantly offering free book studies, self-guided mini retreats, opportunities for family fun, prayer, and more. If you're interested in engaging with a community of individuals who are desiring to grow deeper in their spiritual lives, check out sushipe.co and get involved today.